This is called Dad Joke, coming to you from the dark side of Lake Wobegon. It's a bedtime story for Victoria Malloy. Make me a sandwich as a rallying cry for men who'd had it up to here with all the political correctness they felt was stifling their freedom of speech had come and gone. But Mary's husband couldn't give it up. Make me a sandwich, he'd yelled at Hillary Clinton in 2016 when she talked about making changes. He wasn't a misogynist, he told Mary and their kids if they happened to be visiting. He just thought it was funny. Make me a sandwich, he chortled as the comparatively young Latinx senator laid out the talking points of a political plan which Mary's husband's favorite anchor had called an unholy admixture that deserved its own name so you could hear it coming. That name being Marxist feminism or Marxism or feminarxism or just in the end, the favorite anchor had just sighed and asked the viewers to send in their own ideas for names. Mary thought the sandwich joke wasn't the kind that made anyone laugh out loud, but she didn't say anything. It was a little odd to her food bank ladies and her children and her children's kids, who were really the only people who knew Mary well, that the things she said the most, the things she said over and over again. After speaking the names of all the people that took advantage of her and all the behaviors she found hurtful, I don't say anything. Not that anyone else said anything either when they were all sacked out in front of the tube after a Thanksgiving meal and her husband told some woman or other on the screen to make him a sandwich. The phrase over the last decade had taken on the cozy gleam of a dad joke, an atrocious pun whose humor was to be found in its very atrociousness. First, you groaned and rolled your eyes, then you just rolled your eyes and eventually you just ignored it like a tremor or a tick evidenced by a well-loved elder. But Mary, with the aid of her ever more zippy and miraculous accounting apps, kept track. He had said the phrase at least twice a week for 12 years, she estimated, since the first time he heard Cartman say it on South Park, which had made him collapse into a pile of helpless giggles she remembered finding it charming, childlike, boyish at first. After all, she reasoned, we could all use a good laugh and better to see him giggling than bellowing, red-faced around the Thanksgiving table, making the grandkids cry and run out of the room. Still, it had been a while now. She rounded up the once a week total, taking the three leap years into account and came up with the number 574. She had heard him say that to her, to the TV, to the cat Shelton, to his one remaining friend from work that was still above ground, 574 times. One day in early November, she came in from outside, put down her bags, and checked herself. Before she even took her coat off, the app had told her she'd just returned from her 2,081st weekly trip to the grocery store since they'd moved here from Ellisworth 40 years ago. 
Then she looked at the sagging rows of discarded snow boots in the mudroom, all thrown sloppily together like vaguely unpleasant ideas, and decided there was not going to be any more times. She had to strategize, she knew. Ignoring it wouldn't work. It never did, no matter what platitudes they repeated to bullied children. And never mind they, hadn't she told eight-year-old Carl that herself, when Jeremy Grubich had been terrorizing him? Just ignore it, she told the little boy. Don't give him the reaction he wants and he'll move on to another target. And now Carl was an injury attorney and his wife had told her he sometimes kicked their dog. But only if he was, as his wife put it, in one of those moods where he doesn't know where to put his angriness. It hadn't worked then and it wouldn't work now. So in her own mother's voice, she told herself that she'd just have to put up her husband's make me a sandwich joke against all the good, kind, and caring things he'd done in their... She squinted as she tried to line them up in her memory. The neck rubs when she'd had to sit straight up in bed for hours to prevent acid reflux. The way he'd bring her a pair of extra socks sometimes when her feet got cold while they were watching the ghost whisperer. The pride in his eyes when Carl and Lauren were born. She was sure there were more if she could just concentrate on remembering. Today, though, he was out for the afternoon with his last living work buddy, and she was getting the house ready for the kids' visit this weekend, making sure the grandkids had their own bath towels, making up the trundle beds on the second floor, starting on the roast that would be two days perfect by the time they all got here. Her feet were still damp, the plastic bag she tied around her shoes hadn't held up against the spitting cold rain, and her sweater smelled like the inside of the Civic. Ancient vinyl, rubber, and a cigarette her husband smoked on his way to the VFW once a month. Her stocking's elastic band under the patterned trousers she called her shopping pants were biting into her waist, leaving a red welt and making new shapes out of the spilled over flesh at her stomach and hips. She went into the living room and said to herself what she always said to herself when confronted with the things in her living room, a few framed photos from the lake and her sister's cabin, the kids' varsity trophies, baskets on the mantelpiece stuffed with unfinished craft projects. Look upon my works, ye mighty, and despair. It usually made her smile to make some light fun of herself, but she was too damp and tired, and the red welt around her soft white belly hurt too much, if she was honest, to smile about anything. She put the groceries away and began to trim all the fat off the roast, which was doing double duty as a weekend meal, and tonight, a surprise for her husband, who was trying not to eat meat. We heard the back door swing open and in he came, calling her name with jovial bluster that she knew would devolve into flushed and sullen silence by the time the roast was done. In vain, she tried to get him to drink another beer. He would want to show he was a man who knew when to, as he put it, put the cork in the bottle. So he'd sit there 
dehydrating and silent until he'd finally yield to her proffered aspirin and go upstairs to sleep. Leaving her on her own in the house for the rest of the night, the same way she'd spent the whole day, but she didn't say anything. There was nothing good on any all of the tubes to look forward to. Nothing streaming that she hadn't already streamed, and the streams all banked on the same shores of exasperated disappointment anyway. So she was going to have to rattle around in the living room, exhausted but sleepless, for the rest of the long, pitch black northern night that surrounded their home like absence itself. She turned around quickly to prevent him from sneaking up on her with a friendly slap to her haunches, and in so doing, she knocked the roast off the cutting board and onto the kitchen floor. She was on her knees, soaking up the meat juices when he blew into the kitchen. He put on the 1970s game show voice he used for comedy and asked, is that how you make me a sandwich? She waited to see if he would grab a towel and help her sop up the meat juice. He didn't. At the next potluck, the ladies of the Elmwood Tri-County Food Bank threw themselves. The wives cooed and ooed over Mary's slabs of brisket au jus tucked safely between pieces of golden yellow milk bread. Mary's brisket was so juicily intoxicating that the ladies couldn't stop eating to talk. So even though they did try not to talk with mouths full, Eleni Milstrom had to put her hand in front of her face so, you know, nobody would see food. When she asked the purveyor of tonight's first prize entree, Mary, this is super young, but I don't see Bob. Where is he? Mary, beaming, watched the girls eat. Everyone knows the satisfied glow you get going when your friends genuinely enjoy a dish you've prepared for them. Of her absent husband, she said only Bob. Well, he told me to make him a sandwich.